I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV begins right now. We weren't all skedaddling out of town and not giving you new content. We're going to have to have a Seminole Headlines after this past weekend in the game that lies in wait as usual. They're my boys. I see Corey. I see Ira. Register Sausage on board as they want to do as well. We love them. Yay, Sausage! Guys, we can do. have any Register Sausage for Thanksgiving? Ooh, that's a good play. That's a that's a smart play. I think we were going traditional, but uh, maybe in the afternoon. Because I know, Corey, I can't remember. You uh, you guys an evening Thanksgiving yeah. family or early, way too early? late, way too late. We we eat usually around five, which I would like to kick that up to about twelve thirty. But I'm not in control because I don't cook, so I just sit there and wait. Well, maybe you could have some register for lunch. I may have to do it for <laughs> breakfast because oh. uh, we do the uh, we do the the lunchtime festivities and then just kind of rerun it back mm. um, around five o'clock after I wake up from my coma. But if you guys want your register sausage, you can go to registermeats.com is the website. Or if you live in this part of the country, over all the way over west to, to, to South Alabama, and now, again, expanding heavily into Jacksonville. The Jacksonville takeover is happening. Mm. Uh, I think I think Ben said uh, over 100 Publixes now in Jacksonville are going to be cu- carrying uh, registered sausage. And if you, don't, if you don't see the kind you like, ask for the different varieties that they have them all in the warehouse over there. Uh, and if you're part of the state of Florida that doesn't have registers, Make a, make a fuss. Do what Jacksonville did. Jacksonville yeah. stood up. Be like Jacksonville. Be like Duval. And also, I would I would tell people, go ahead and eat some registered sausage without cooking it. Eat it raw. That's how good it is. That's that's their, that's Ben's guarantee to all of you that it tastes good even if you don't cook it at all. And when that person inevitably gets as sick as they will be eating raw sausage. I think it- isn't it smoked? Don't it's probably cold. okay. It's probably fine, fine, man. It's been cooked. It's yeah, been cooked it's, in yeah. some manner. It's yeah. probably fine. Throw it on but... the pan for a little while, guys. Or the grill. One or the right, other. Whatever. Let's, if you're going to be a baby, you're going to be a baby. Just got a little queasy there thinking about eating that. But, but I got to uh, tell you, Corey, you're right, though. Ira and I are doing it better than you because the, the afternoon, the, the, uh, the noonish, the one o'clock ish, that's yeah. the way to go. Because you got the leftovers waiting for you yes. when it gets dark. Yeah, you're not eating when it's dark. Football to watch. You don't have to be chit chatting all day yep. with people. I, it's yep. perfect. Yep. I know. It's, re- I know. it's really, it's really what makes America great, guys. 
It really Eat is. Yep. Yes. <laughs> not, not just eating early, but engorging yourself on turkey oh, yeah. and, and yeah. stovetop, as I know you guys love to do. The gluttony. Yeah. Not <laughs> I, I, um, no, I got to tell you, uh, I'm the only guy that loves the cranberry. I love the cranberry sauce. There's a reason people only eat it one day a year. Buddy. Because it sucks. I had cranberry last week. Nobody, no, you, you always say that, and there's no. I want the next time you eat it, like on a random I'm gonna Tuesday, take a picture. I'm going to take, take a, a picture, picture because I don't believe you. I know you don't believe me, but I will buy it. I'm going down the aisles at the Publix, and I'm like, "Ooh, cranberry!" It's and like I people drinking eggnog in March. Well, no, because you can't does, get eggnog in March. I Doesn't would happen. if you could. I would but if you, you could. Can, you can get cranberries any time of year because they're delicious and they're uh, good for you. I'll be drinking some eggnog uh, this week on Friday because we always get our tree the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, our tradition is as we decorate the tree, well, as Kim and the kids decorate the tree, right. yeah, yeah. I, I watch and I drink eggnog. So it's a you good time. You get a little loose, you put some stuff in your eggnog? Not usually, man. Not usually. Oh. But maybe this year. Maybe this yeah, year. After Saturday, throw a little throw a little something in there. I was going to ask Ira if, uh, if maybe Saturday Florida State gets the win against Florida and you know, you and I reconvene on the smash or something Sunday and just drink the hell out of some Don Julio together after all <laughs> that. But I mean, I just, yeah. damn it, man. And let me ask you guys a question. Cause we always sit in different places for the game. I'm usually in the stands with my dad, as you would, if your dad yeah. were still here. Yeah. We're alive. And, right? Can't really relate to that, but I, yeah. mean, I guess I, I'll try to picture it. Corey, there can was you picture a time, it? There was a time. The last yeah. time I watched a game with my dad was the uh, 2010 Chick-fil-A Bowl. And then uh, he passed away eight months later, and he has not been with us since. <laughs> they, no, they, they don't usually come, come back. back. No, they don't come back. No, don't he's normal. still once, gone. Once they, joined, really yeah, once they joined that club, they don't yeah, usually yeah, come they back. Don't I think, so my dad, lot? as we well know, is still with us and comes every week and says hello to you guys and, and all that good stuff. And we go to the games together. And I've tried to be a good son by going more in the stands with him as opposed to the press, co- uh, press box. Because you guys said it correctly. The press box is sterile. Yes. The press box kind of sucks. It's not open air. You don't get a feel for the game. And I don't want to like have regrets. So I go to the games with him. So this is my point. You know how sometimes when an injury happens, or or maybe not an injury, just a fumble, just a fumble, okay? You happen to be looking right at it when it happens. Like, not the guy making the tackle, not the kid falling, but the ball and the hand that meet and the ball comes out, and you like the first person in your section to be like, oh, no, he fumbled. Yeah. Just because you happen to be looking at it. I don't know what it was or why, but, man, I was looking right at his leg when that happened. And I said to my dad, I can't repeat what I said, but I said, I think that's a broken leg. And my dad was like, what are you talking about? Because you couldn't see from the guys getting up. And I'm like, look at him. He's holding his leg. And I, oh, it was slow motion. It was awful. Now, what I didn't know was that later on that night when I got home and watched the replay on the CW, that they would show it 47 more times. It was like the Zapruder film in JFK. Back and to the the left. They kept doing it. It was crazy. Like, I mean, I saw it when I saw it. So I knew it was something not normal with Trey Benson's reaction. Yeah. Uh, Usually, because, well, as as Alex Atkins said on Monday, um, you know, he's Jordan Travis has been down a good bit in his career. He usually hops back up. You think he's okay. Um, when, When he didn't hop right back up and then Trey's reaction, it reminded me of that 
Louisville basketball game against Duke ah, where the whole yeah, bench yeah. saw the injury and they they jumped off the bench like uh, a uh, a buzzer beater had happened because yeah. they all in his reaction to it and how upset he was. I'm like, oh no! And I looked up just in time to see the CW showing it the first replay of the 12 that they showed the first one. And I saw the leg go the wrong way. And just that, it's just that pit in your stomach, man. It's not, it's one thing to lose him to a knee or to lose him his shoulder, but to see your, the star quarterback and the kid you've covered for four years, his legs snap. It's yeah. just gross. It was just awful to see. It's such a gross, gruesome injury for some. I think, sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I just want to say this. When you say gross, it's more than the physical grotesqueness. It's just gross. Just the thing that this happened. Yes, right. This, this event occurred. All encompassing. Not the leg. The leg is, yeah, well, nobody likes to see that. That this happened on seat, like that's gross. I, yeah, I just want to move on. I just, I just want to stop talking about the injury. I just want to, st- not that I want to move on past Jordan Travis. I just want to stop thinking about what happened to that kid's leg. Because uh, again, this is man. By the time this airs, we're recording this on Monday. Unusually, by the time this airs, it'll be three days later. And I just so this is airing you know, tomorrow. Yeah, two. It'll be three days after it happened. Is what right. my point. I just, um, yeah, but man. Nobody, was, but, it's but, almost like feels like though to me. I don't know. I just um, it's like so much seeing it and then seeing the replays and then like three days of time. It's like uh, you know, like the 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 old Saturday Night Live skit with Joe Piscopo, like where they would sit around and talk about something bad happened to you. Oh, I mean, it's like when you get a pencil yeah, stuck yeah, in your ear. And yeah, you, and then it's like, man, all right, okay, I, I man went to the Joe Piscopo SNL references. Yeah. Look, man, I don't, I don't have new. Era. I don't, I don't, I don't quote Pete Davidson or whoever. I don't know what, <laughs> what you want me you to know do. Who he is? That's cool, man. Um, I'd rather yeah. you quote Piscopo. Yeah, <laughs> Thank me too. You. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just the whole thing. I was nauseous. I literally was nauseous in the press box. Um, and I just, I, I didn't want to. They kept showing the replays. I refused to watch them. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah. I've you done only this. needed to see it one time. You yeah. didn't need to and, see it again and again and again. Yeah. And uh, it was interestingly enough, I went back and watched the condensed game on YouTube because they don't have the full game up yet. And on the condensed game, they they did leave out that play. Thank you. Yeah, ACC they switched Network. right to Tate yeah. Rodemaker taking a snap at the fifty yard line, yeah. which was a, nice. a good a good a nice thing for them to do. Yeah, I, well, I it, asked. No, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, Corey. I asked Ira today um, on my show just how you he mean went. yesterday. Well, it, we don't have. To, it's not a ruse. Uh, I told sorry. him we were sorry. recording a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're all getting out of town. It's a holiday week. It's I just, important. because I'm a pro, when I mentioned Alex Atkins, I said what he said on Monday. Yeah, but no, but he didn't need to. We know. What I know. <laughs> so listen, when I had Iron earlier today, which is earlier now. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, I got you. Yeah. Monday show, I got you. Yeah. Um, I said what, I just wanted your initial feeling for how you think Tate's going to play Saturday night. Um, I think he'll play pretty well, man. I, you know, mm-hmm. when you look around. I don't know that there's another very, very good football team in this country that could lose their starting quarterback and have somebody like Rodemaker behind him. Like, I don't know who George's backup is, but I know he's not a four-year guy that's, you know, started a game and, and won two other ones. And I don't know Michigan's backup guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think you have you have a kid that has a better arm than your starter did. I mean, we all agree with that. We've all, yeah, we've yeah. all seen it. He does. He has an NFL arm. He has an NFL body. What we don't know is if he can make the decisions 
that Jordan Travis made routinely. The not bad decisions, the good decisions. He's going to make some great throws. He's also going to make some kind of bizarre decisions because yeah, head scratching. Yeah, he's he's probably I don't know what he is. Twenty two years old, so he has experience. He's probably run. I don't know, man. He's probably been at three hundred Florida State practices in his life. He's thrown up five thousand passes to these receivers. He's got all that experience, but nothing prepares you for the swamp unless you played in the swamp. And Jordan Travis had played in the swamp. And nothing prepares you for the weight of an 11-0 season unless you've been the quarterback for the first 10. Um, so that's what I wonder about is just the weight of the season on him. But if he doesn't let that bother him, and I have no reason to think he will, if he doesn't let that bother him, I, I like him. I, I, think they'll call, I think it helps that they know who he's the quarterback right now and so they can devise a game plan to do the stuff that Tate does well. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think he's going to play really well. Um, I think he's – I think it helps certainly Mike. Like you said, Mike will know certainly what he has to call to cater to his skill set. Can and I bring up something help. else, Ira, that, that I want to get your take on? I feel like the quarterback's legs are actually more of a threat now than they've been all season. <laughs> I, I think there's a good chance that he'll, yeah, he's going to be more, less reluctant to use them. It is kind of ironic to me though, that uh, we've, I, all I've heard for the last three or four weeks is about how, how frustrated fans are that they're not using Jordan's legs, that they're not using him. That's when the offense is really dynamic and we have to use his legs. Why aren't they using his legs? Why aren't they using his legs? Cause I wrote about last week in the three, two, one guys, I, I don't think they're going to do this intentionally until they get into an ACC championship game yeah. or if they had to against Florida or in the, in the college football playoff at that point, yes, they will use his legs. They don't want him to get hurt. And then they get in that situation, that game where he does use his legs and now everybody's mad that he uses his legs. And I got it, but you guys have been wanting him to use his legs for and I'm seeing you guys. I'm just saying fans, they've wanted him to use his legs the whole season. And this is kind of why you didn't, not that anything like that would happen, but yeah. injuries can happen. So, they're mad. Yeah. They're mad you couldn't line up and blow North Alabama off the ball. Yeah, I, I think I think in anger, and it was an anger I had, quite honestly, in the second quarter sitting next to you is he felt like he had to go make a play because they couldn't do diddly poo on offense the first two drives, and the defense gave up those two touchdowns. And he should have never, late in the first quarter of a game against North Alabama, ever felt like I need to pull the ball to get this offense going. That's that's what frustrated me is that that's it never fair, a million years should he have been but but would it have made it better yeah. where it could have happened two weeks ago? That's what I was going to say. It, Syracuse. I, I think that's, yeah. that, that's just the frustrating part is that he did decide to pull it and run against that team. And I, you know, obviously you wish he would have slid right into that kid's groin instead of the, instead of uh, how it ended up happening. But going back to Rodemaker, I do think his legs will be a factor in this game. He cannot, he doesn't make people miss in the pocket like Jordan Travis. He is not going to avoid sacks and free, free rushers like Jordan Travis could. But I feel like the, the zone read and the QB keep around the edge, I think you're going to get more out of that with the quarterback this game than you have all year because Jordan Travis was averaging 16 yards a game rushing. He just wasn't a factor with his legs. I feel like maybe this frees up Rod, the, that, that aspect of the running game to be more of a factor. It, it also would be an effective way to neutralize the aggressiveness of Florida early and get Tate into the game. Yeah. Like, I think, I think, you know, you'd like to be able to do that with a kid who hasn't started a game in a long time, right? Just kind of get him into the flow of the game. And you can do that, 
especially with what I think will be a very aggressive Florida defense charged by that crowd at night, trying to make a play early, trying to rattle him. And you pull that and you show that he can run. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know he can. He can run. He's not Jordan Travis. Nobody is. But he can run. He's not a bad athlete. Yeah. He can and do backflips. Yeah, and he's made plays with his legs before. Yeah. So I think they will it's, run him some or at least get him out of the pocket. Yeah, I, to me, I think it'll look a little different. Like, I don't know if yeah. if it's more quarterback draws. I mean, I just I, – I don't know how dynamic he is horizontally. But, yeah, I mean, if you drop him back and he takes off like the run against Louisville, the run the other night, I mean, he he straight line running – yeah. I mean, he is he is extremely fast for a quarterback. So that's – yeah, I think that definitely could be a weapon. The other thing is part of the reason, you know, we've talked about wanting them – Jordan to use his legs, and I know everybody's wanted that, is because of what it does, it loosens up uh, the defense in terms of, you know, now it brings – you know, changes their numbers, and it also creates opportunities in the passing game because if they're worried about Jordan possibly running, now that they have to bring a safety down into the box. Well – the other way you can loosen up a run defense is by throwing the football and throwing it down the field and using every inch of that field in the passing game. And that's what Tate gives you, man. I think from that standpoint, uh, I'm excited to see what Norvell and the staff do with those receivers and those tight ends and a kid with that arm at quarterback. I, there's there's going to be a lot of pressure on that Florida defense. It's not a situation where they could just, you know, pin their ears back and assume he, he man, he can kill you with the throw. Challenges every part of the field. Like coordinators talk about the quadrants, and, and and that is absolutely true. Like you have to defend the whole field with a kid with his arm. The whole thing is, can they block it up? It's really been the problem for the last five to six weeks. Can they block it up? They've had a bunch of injuries up front. A lot of guys that have played have had to play hurt. Some of the guys have been somewhat disappointing in my estimation. So it's frustrating, but maybe if you loosen them up early by getting, you know, getting the ball out of his hands quick, and then later on, you're able to kind of extend the field. Yeah, I listen, people should be excited. It's funny because it's almost as if so, I've had some fans kind of say this, and I've had to kind of be tiptoe around the subject a little bit. Like, just because you're excited to see Tate doesn't mean you think it's an upgrade over Jordan. It's just they have different skill sets, and you're excited to see it. And you're allowed to say that. I'm excited to see Tate Rodemaker run this passing offense. He, he makes some throws that are different than Jordan. Jordan has a larger skill set. We know that. But, damn, Tate can throw the ball as well as anybody, and I want to see it because he's got a lot of weapons. Norvell even actually – there's a quote. I just posted a story as we were getting ready to record this. Norvell's – one of his quotes on Monday was he said – he goes, you know, this is terrible for Jordan. We feel terrible about it. But he said, quote, I'm excited to see what we do now. And that that is, man. That's uh, This is a – yeah, and it's a team, and it's and this is a team that's kind of built around that that motto of you know it, it isn't about one guy, it is about the team, and I think he's excited. I think we all should be excited to see what it looks like. I also think there's an element of, uh, and I I think it's true in this case, not like what's happening in Ann Arbor. Uh, nobody believes in Florida State anymore. They they they're people are talking about even if they go undefeated, they wouldn't get in. Uh, nonsense like that. Yeah. I think the expectations of them winning for winning a national championship went from here to way down here. And there's, so there's, it's them. It really is kind of just them like that. Nobody believes in them anymore. And I think that could be a healthy when you're 11 and Oh, going to play a five and 16 and you're the one that feels like disrespected and let's go show everybody. I think that could be a pretty cool place to be in. And honestly, if we, and we can all be honest about this and, you know, we, we brought it up in different ways over the last few weeks, but we've kind of, 
I've at least pushed it aside from the idea of, okay, well, when they need to turn it back on, they they will. Like, it had felt a little stagnant, you know, the last few weeks. I mean, they didn't look as dynamic against Miami as we probably thought they would. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've continued to win. They've been in good position, but they haven't. I don't, it, I don't know. It hasn't felt like maybe there's an edge um, to the way they played the last few weeks. And, and this, and it really could, I mean, we'll see, maybe it doesn't work out the way we think it will, but, but you'd think there's a good chance it will bring them all together to, to Corey's point. Now they, they, they are all they've got and they, they will come to, I, I think they will come together. Yeah, I think it's a galvanizing thing. I don't know how it couldn't be in a weird way. I mean, you got to want to finish for that kid. Jordan put out the social media posts, and I would think if I'm a player who loves that kid, uh, that, yeah, man, I, I, we can go finish this thing off, finish an undefeated regular season, beat our rivals, and go win the ACC championship. I would, yeah, I would think so. Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Yeah, so we were talking before the break that, you know, it has been a little stagnant, a little flat. I think it's just the inconsistency of, of the play because offensively, I think they're really burdened by what they have up front right now. And I do want to see what Mike does. I guess from a game plan standpoint to kind of ensure that Tate isn't sitting there staring down a bunch of rushers because the offensive line's overwhelmed by numbers here early on. Uh, And I also want to see which guys start. Uh, They've been all kinds of beat up. So let's see who's in this starting lineup. I know the depth chart came out and we can always look at that, but that doesn't always tell the whole story. I am, I am curious to see who starts down there in Gainesville because if you have all of your weapons, this could be a huge tight end game. Florida's linebackers have been awful in coverage. Yeah. The more I watch them, the more I think, man, if you want to make it easy on your quarterback who's getting his first start of the year, uh, throw to the tight end being covered by linebackers, especially since your tight ends are better than most people's tight ends. Yeah, I think when you look at um, – and you said that's – the, the depth chart doesn't always give us a great idea. It literally gives us no idea. Right. I mean, I think Robert Scott's, I nice. is, Robert Scott's listed as a starter, I think, all year. And he, I don't know if he's played 100 snaps all season, barely. Um, but I will – this game will be interesting because I thought there was a comment that Alex Atkins said on Monday, Corey. Mm, Monday, that, yeah. Uh, right. That uh, I thought it was kind of intriguing. He basically said that Robert Scott's available, but they wanted to give him another week. That's the way I heard it. Yeah. Um, they want to give him another week to get healthy. And I – I've been curious about that because I have seen him practice um, and you know, we're out there and we, he's been practicing and it's been weird to me that they haven't given him a chance to really play. So I'm curious, man. I wonder if, if you break out old Robert Scott, it would be nice to bring in a second team, all ACC offensive tackle yeah. out of this game. Now he hasn't played a lot, but he has played in practice. Um, so, so we'll see, but the biggest thing with Darius at center, I thought Darius was fine at center blocking, but he's just got to get the snaps back there, man. You can't, it was, yeah. It was really unfortunate yeah. for Tate to have to sit there and wait on those snaps and then now look up and, and, and see the field. So 
if that gets better, I, I can live with Darius at center. He just has to get the snaps back quicker. Well, and the, the reality is Darius at center right now is better than Maurice because Maurice isn't right. You know what From I mean? Rather, standpoint. Yeah. But that's what I'm, yeah, he's just, he's yeah. a, he's a better blocker right now because Maurice is just not right. Um, so he, it probably makes your offensive line better. If the snaps get back there quicker and maybe a little higher, Darius, you got all week, buddy, work on that stuff. I want you to just snap at Thanksgiving dinner. Just try to snap, knock stuff off the table with it. Like do really work hard and snap off the trees. Let's go make it happen. You think you can snap a cranberry sauce without out of the can? Yeah, I'm gonna hold the can of the deliciousness that is cranberry. You snap this ball right off this can, son. Knock the lid off. (laughs) Knock the lid off so I can eat it. Yeah, man, dude, just practice, Darius. Practice. Get it back there quicker. And he's a bigger target, old Tate. You can get it up a a little higher. He's six four. He's probably got a wingspan of almost seven feet. Just get it up there quick. I Um, do think. I do think if they get off to a good start here, the offense will keep rolling. Florida will have a little bit of that. Here we go again. What? What belief would Florida's defense possibly have that they're going to get a stop? They haven't had a they haven't had a game yet where they've stopped anybody with any degree of consistency. So they got more. They got Missouri to a fourth and seventeen on that final drive, Jeff. I don't know if you saw that or not. Did did give up twenty on that fourth and yeah, seventeen? Yeah, they did. They did. And, and that then felt more. That felt more in line with who they were. Yes, correct. The, correct. The giving up of the fourth and seventeen. Yeah, their defense. I mean, the last five games, I think they're giving up forty-two points a game in the last five games. And, you know, the LSU game got way out of whack with 700 yards of offense. Um, <laughs> but, but remember what Kentucky did to them in September yeah, when they, they just ran them. all over them. Yeah. Well, that that's not Florida State. They that's not going them. to happen, but I, I guess the point is they can yeah. they can get beat on defense a number of different ways. Correct. what they've proven. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, and it's a bummer, man. If I just think – I was talking to Aslan about this on, on Wake Up. Like, if Jordan Travis was going into this game against Florida's backup quarterback, I would bet all my money on Florida State. There, there would just be no way that Jordan Travis would lose to that kid and that team in that moment. Tate's just more of a wild card because we don't know. We all believe he's going to play well, but we don't know. I know going down to Florida, Jordan Travis was not going to have a three-interception game. I know it. He just doesn't do that. He has two interceptions all year. You don't know until you know with Tate Rodemaker. But the silver lining to me, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this, is, you know, look, man. Jordan isn't coming back. There is an open QB spot next year. This Jeff, is, is this is this an audition? I think yeah. this is an audition for Tate Rodemaker. The next three games are an audition for How him. How could it not be, though? How could it yeah. not be? Right? He's trying to fight off Brock Glenn, who everybody loves. And when we see, he's electrifying whenever he's out there. I mean, he's a physically gifted kid. This is your opportunity. What Tate goes out here and whoops Florida's ass and dominates yeah. Louisville, and they go to the playoff and he plays well? Yeah, he's going to go into camp as the leader. But also think about what that would do. Say he ha- he averages like 280 yards passing, looks competent, looks very good. Yeah. All of a sudden, uh, uh, a guy in the portal that's like, I, who's going to be their quarterback? Well, he knows who the quarterback's going to be, and he's got he's got proof to see it. And so does a kid that's maybe the number one recruit in the country that wants to make sure he's going to play with a good quarterback. They'll get to see what Florida State has next year. You know well, what I mean? Ryan, I think that that's a good thing. Yeah, he was going to play with a new quarterback regardless. But, yes, uh, yeah, I know but what you're saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You, you didn't know about Tate. We'll know about Tate. These next three games with all the weapons he has with a tight end and wide receiver, we're going to know what Tate is going into 2024, which I yeah. think is a good thing. 
Yeah, I guess, except for the fact that if you put pressure on him to where you feel like he has to do something special in these games, here's my chance to win this job, and I've got to go try to win this job, and now I try to do things that are beyond maybe what I should be doing, that can be a bad thing. I don't think he'll do that. I I, I think he's just trying to win the game. Well, that's what the – those are two separate mentalities, buddy. I mean, like – you, or is it an open audition where you're trying to win the job next year? Or is well, it, I'm just trying to win the game. I'm to just me, saying it serves as an audition for Norvell and it serves as an audition for the coaching staff to know what Tate is. They would never tell him that. And I don't think it would be framed like that, but if he goes and falls on his face on Saturday night and then doesn't play well against Louisville, well, yeah, his, his chance to secure the job is gone. He's he can still go win it. But, the, I mean, these are big games in the career of Tate Rodemaker, clearly. And I think he knows that whether there's those expectations of next season or not weighed on him. He's yeah, been I just a think, long time. Yeah, yeah I just think from if I'm a coaching staff, the last thing I want Tate to think about is these this these games are about you trying to win the job next year. Well, I don't I think, think that, to Corey's point, they would never say that. No, I, I, I'm yeah. talking about it's I think a, it's a talk media show. thing we can talk about. It's but a yeah, talk show that we would talk about. I don't, yeah. I don't think Tate would think about. I hope he's not thinking about that at all. But I do think that's the reality of the situation. Is you go into twenty, you will go into 2024 now, knowing if Tate Rodemaker is good enough to be your starting quarterback, and if he's good, like good, good, you'll know that after these. He's going to play at Florida an ACC championship game, and at worst, a New Year's Six bowl game. Like he's, We're going to know a lot about Tate Rodemaker that we don't know yet. I don't disagree with that. I And I, I get what Ira's point is. It, it's tough, though. If you're that kid, you can't not know, though, Ira. I mean, he's got to – I mean, not – I hope he doesn't think about it that way. But the reality of high-pressure, high-stakes football at this level is that you're always in competition – you're getting a chance to start a really important game or two or three. If you don't play well, you know that you didn't do yourself any favors, but he shouldn't, he's just got to think about making the next play. And I'm sure Mike's going to call the game in a way that sets him up for success. You know, he's going to cater to what he can do or not do. I, I don't want him worried about that either, but I don't know how you can't think about it. I, well, I don't you know also how don't, I... you don't want him to play so well that he enters the draft. <laughs> So you got, he's got some hey, that's the other side of it, right, Corey? That he could go. That's what we're not talking about. Yards against yeah. Florida's defense. Yeah. Then what? I don't think that. I, I I think that if he goes and plays well against Florida, it'll be partly because he's got a lot of weapons. It's a veteran team, and Florida's defense is terrible. How does he handle the next thing from there? But we do know this: anybody getting a chance in a high-profile situation like this. If you win that game, all that does is infuse a ton of confidence. Yeah. You marry that confidence with the ability he already has as a good athlete with a big arm, and he's not thinking about competition. He's thinking about kicking ass and winning games and trying to win the ACC championship. Yeah, man, if I'm Billy Napier or that coaching staff, I'm not real fired up to face Tate Rodemaker after watching him throw the other night. And he made some ridiculous throws in that game. He has got a cannon. That that ball gets on receivers quickly. You could tell they were a little bit, whoa. Yeah, I mean it gets yeah. there quickly. It's gonna be hard for those to close those guys to close on the ball. So again, it's just to me, it's it's all about helping Tate just make sure he doesn't try to do too much and make some mistakes to keep Florida in the game. Because if he just plays within the offense, man, I think he's gonna have a I think he's gonna play really, really well. It's unique. That's what kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the show is that they they hear Jordan Travis broke his leg and they're like, I'm I mean, they know who Tate Rodemaker is, but they haven't watched much film of him. They they're like, Oh, well. 
Florida State's down to their second string quarterback. Let's turn on this film and see what this slappy looks like. Uh, oh, wait, no, he's got a better arm than Jordan Travis. He's a fast kid. He's big. And he's been there four years. It's not quite the same as what Adam Fuller is doing right now with Florida's backup quarterback. Like, Florida is going to have to completely change their offense, in my opinion. That kid's more of a runner. He's thrown 12, eight, 12 or eight passes in his career. Um, and he just doesn't have the experience. And it's a huge game for him. And I know he played pretty well against Missouri there at the end. But that's a very, very small sample size. And his, he, a couple of his completions, he just threw it up to kids. Uh, he he's going to have to make some plays that he's never made in a game before. Think yeah, about, was, go I'm ahead, sorry, Art. go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, think about these other teams Florida State has played when they've had to bring in backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, what it's looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, nobody's rolling a Tate Rodemaker off the bench. So, uh, you know, again, man, I, if I'm Norvell, I thought he looked very confident today. And, uh, and I think he should be. It'd be interesting. I think Florida, you're right, Corey, we'll have to change the offense because, and I would if I were them, I would attack Florida State's defense with Max as a runner. He's 6'2", 225. You're right, he's thrown 12 passes. He's 10 of 12. He's been accurate. Um, but he's carried the ball, whatever it is, eight times for like 40-something yards. And so, you know, but he's a thick kid. I would run him around and, and try to attack Florida State's defense that way. And if I'm fuller, I'm stacking it and saying, you got one weapon. You got one guy that's a stud, and that guy came into Tallahassee last year and caught everything in the first half. I, I'm, I'm going to force that kid to make throws because I'm trying to shut this run game down. I think the only way Florida's in this game is if they run the ball against Florida State's defense, whether that's the quarterback or those running backs. They do have two talented running backs, and we certainly know what ATN is, and they figured out how to use him. This Florida offense is not terrible. I don't know what it's going to be with him, with Max Brown, but it's not terrible. No, man, Pearsall's good. And then uh, number three, the freshman, is really good. Uh, He needs to go ahead and get up out of there after this season. This this, this is his last game in the Swamp. But, uh, yeah, they got two good receivers, and they've got two, as as Fuller and Norvell both described them, as NFL running backs. Um, Yeah, and, and this kid is a mobile kid, but he's not Jane Daniels or Castellanos, my man Castellanos. He's not that kind of mobile. If he gets outside, he can. He kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Schrader when Schrader was right. Bigger kid, thicker kid, but when he gets going, can really move. But I don't think he's one of those quick. Uh, what do we call him? Uh, quick twitch. Quick twitch. twitch. Good grief! I was going to say quick fiber. <laughs> That's you could, you could say quick fiber. Mixing my metaphor. I meant quick fiber. Quick twitch. My smoothies. My smoothies give me quick fiber. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's not one of those guys that's going to make you miss in space, probably. But he's a he's a threat. He's certainly more of a uh, mobile mobility threat than Mertz was. But I guess my point, going back to what I was trying to say, is I think Florida State got a break. I could be completely wrong, but Florida State got a break with Mertz not playing, and I think Florida got a break that Travis isn't playing. You think? But I but I don't think the discrepancy is as big between the two quarter the two sets of quarterbacks. Like I think. The difference between Travis and Rodemaker is less than the difference between Mertz and, and what Max Brown, because Max Brown, again, has thrown 12 passes in his career. You know yeah, what I mean? He's certainly more experienced, yes. Yeah, and the ceiling wasn't as high for, for Mertz either. Uh, I mean, Mertz has played well, but, yes. but, but you know, again, Jordan Travis, if, if, if both quarterbacks were healthy, Florida State was going to have the edge in quarterback. 
I think they're still going to have the edge in quarterback. Right. I guess that. Yes. Right. Correct. They will. I think. I think they will. We'll see. Maybe this kid's the next. He's a right-handed Tebow. Oh, don't bring it up. Don't speak it into existence. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Seminole headlines. Ninety-three-three. Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in just a moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. You guys curious at all? And I thought Florida State was going to fall to five no matter what if Washington beat Oregon State on the road, which they did. And now if Florida State falls to five, a lot of people, a lot of paranoid Florida State fans will think it's because of the injury to Jordan Travis. I thought they were going to fall either way, and I wasn't really worried about it because I figured if Florida State won out and then eventually you get the loser of this Saturday's game between Michigan and Ohio State, you're going to be all right. Washington and Oregon got to play each other. A lot of things that still have to happen. I thought Florida State would get back in there either way. What do you think the committee does now that Jordan Travis is out? Well, I think it'll be five. I, I do expect yeah. them to be five. It's a good win for Washington, man. And they've had it's a great, great year. They've had a great year. I, I would think if you look at their resume and where they've won Florida and who States. they beat, it's better yeah. than Florida State's. So they deserve to be uh, ranked ahead of Florida State. What they also absolute... deserve to be ahead of Michigan as does Florida State. Correct. Yeah, they deserve to be ahead of everybody but Georgia, in my opinion, quite honestly. Um, what's Ohio State's best win? Yeah, Notre Dame right. or Penn State, not good. Notre Dame, really? You know what I mean? Like, great, yeah. you beat Notre yeah. Dame, awesome. Well, um, the yeah, but the reality is, it's like Washington's got some ugly wins too. Like yeah. they've they've looked like garbage in some games. So if you, I think Florida State's been penalized for that, and I think Washington should be penalized for that too. I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with you guys, but Washington, at least two or three times, they did not look like a top five team in the country, and that's kind of the negative you hear about Florida State before Jordan's injury. Yeah. But but what we what we I think what people listening to this and watching this are wondering is, okay, what if Florida State does go thirteen and zero? Are they going to be leapfrogged if Alabama beats Georgia? Are Alabama and Georgia both going to get in and Florida State's left out because the committee doesn't think they can win with Tate Rodemaker at quarterback? To which I say, I almost would stop. I would want to stop watching the sport if that were the case. That is so stupid. I brought it up on Wake Up War Chant. You guys remember when Tyler Hansborough got punched in the face by Gerald Henderson at the, one of those Duke-Carolina games? North Carolina was the number one seed in the country. Their best player just got his nose broke and had to wear a mask and wasn't nearly the same player. Did the committee make North Carolina an eight seed? No, you, you, you rank people on what they've done, not what you project them to do. That makes no sense. And if Florida State goes and beats Florida with a backup quarterback and then goes and beats a top 10 Louisville team, yeah, with a in. backup quarterback. They're going to be in. They're going to be in. I get it, but it, it, it angers me that it even becomes part of this conversation as if yeah, that's a normal I, way to uh, adjudicate a sport. No, it's not. And college football has always been flawed with the way they crown their champion. We know and the this, way they I, think, I, the way the national media even thinks about this to even entertain it yeah. bothers me. I also wonder how much, like, I, before we got on, I looked on our site and we had an article from Feinbaum saying that Florida State's a fraud, whatever. It's like, 
man, like, are we going to do this forever? Do we got, do we have to fall for this stuff yeah. over and over you and don't. over? The answer they, is you don't. They you just don't. want your clicks. That's, That's all they want is your Well, clicks. I would say the, of clickbait. That is correct. The difference here is that Florida State fans have lived it. They were an undefeated team that were ranked behind two one-loss yeah. teams the last time they were in this conversation. So this isn't just – Well, but know. the yeah, no, I got you. I understand what you're saying. And I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying the the trolling that goes on yeah. from some of these people in the national media, at some point you just have to not like let, not just keep giving them what they great want. Great advice. Like you yeah. can't live in that world. They can't wait to feed that to you. They can't yeah. wait to give you that poison. Yeah. That 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 show. It's a television show. They sold advertising for that show. They have got to get people to watch and listen to that nonsense. And they'll bring people on who will say. And I feel like they just hand out notes beforehand. Hey, this is your turn to say something crazy. All right, next yeah. week you get Joey Galloway. You get to say something crazy next week, and then next week it's you, Paul. And then next, and those people don't even believe what they're being told to say in that situation. Like, here's your plausible argument to say that Texas should be number one. Go ahead, here, make your case, and we'll all laugh at you and say, "Well, that's crazy." And then tomorrow, everybody will go, "Did you hear what so and so said?" Like, that's what they do. But I don't think you want to set the precedent of a Power Five team who, by the way, doesn't have a terrible resume, going yeah. undefeated, getting hot by a team like Alabama, who, who is a good football team. But let's say they beat Georgia. That's the same Alabama team that lost by two touchdowns at home and the yeah. same Alabama team that had to skirt by USF. Sorry, ass. The whole resume matters. You couldn't do that. That's an undefeated Florida State team, and it sucks they lost their quarterback. And does it mean they can't win the national championship? Probably. But you can't just decide, <laughs> well, we don't think they can. That's right. not how this works. Well, yeah, I, also, I, mean, well, I was just going to say real quick, I also think that if there's any shred of concern, it would be that if Florida State went out and just looked pretty bad in these next two games but still somehow won. You know, if if yeah. if, if you slop around with Florida and, and you end up winning the game – 14 to 10 because both teams are just terrible. And then you go and do the same thing against Louisville. Maybe then if Alabama looks amazing as they beat Georgia and, you know, maybe there's a way it works out, but, but I just think as long as you play pretty well and you win these games, I think the, the end of the day, that's what's going to carry the day. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if Louisville does what they should do this weekend, they're going to be 11 and one. They're going to be, and they beat Notre Dame. Ohio state's great win. They beat Notre Dame a hell of a lot worse than Ohio State did. Uh, Louisville's a good team. Um, and, you know, I, LSU, they beat, LSU's going to finish 9-3. and three, So they'll have beaten two top 12-ish teams, both, all, both at neutral sites. And they would have won at Clemson, the only team to do that this year. Like, the resume will be as good as Michigan's. It just will be. Michigan will have one win at home over Ohio State. That's their only impressive win all season, maybe at Penn State. I guess um, I, I just I don't want to no matter what happens these next two weeks, man, this has been a good season. It's been an awesome, fun season. And I want people I guess I shouldn't even care. I think the people watching this and listening to this have really enjoyed this season. They didn't enjoy the first quarter Saturday night, but they have really enjoyed this season And every game gives you something cool, man. The 13 team swarming Toa Feely was awesome. The the block P, the block kick running back on the final play because Dips, I almost cursed there. McGee uh, decided to kick a field goal down by forty. That was awesome. Those are you've gotten so many of those cool moments this year, and that won't be taken away. And I yeah. don't think, and I do believe. Look, 
I think all three of us do this. I think anybody who's passionate, but especially anybody who works in the media, and we get bombarded all the time by the negativity that's on a social media outlet or the negativity that's on a message board or the negativity about aspects. Look, I think there's a difference between saying this team has flaws and I think they were going to get beat in the playoffs, but that's totally different than saying, look, I, I haven't enjoyed this. How could you not enjoy a team that's 11 and 0? How could you not enjoy a team that's way ahead of schedule? I mean, that they're only Florida state is positioning themselves now to be a perennial playoff team over the next yeah. 10 years. Mike's got this program humming. They've got a top three class in the country coming in right now. No, nothing about that's changing because Jordan Travis got hurt. Now, maybe you can't win the national title. My personal opinion is they probably weren't going to win the national title. But, hey, if they go 12-0, who in the world's upset about the final loss of the year whenever it comes? Let me ask you guys this, because for whatever reason – there has been like the, you know, the, when we talk about the national narrative and, and probably even some people in the Florida state fan base have felt like, you know, this team maybe hasn't reached its full expectations. Like we haven't seen since, since what we saw in the second half against LSU looks so amazing. There's been this feeling that Florida state's kind of underachieved a little bit. That's been kind of the narrative nationally. And I think some fans feel that way. If they go out there and tape plays really well and they start winning in these circumstances, where you've lost a Heisman Trophy contender at quarterback and you continue to win, and if Tate plays well and you win these next two games, I think you could end up becoming like the positive story, like the story that everybody's kind of rallying around. Look at these guys. Look at this kid, Tate Rodemaker. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but that I think that's a scenario that could happen. 100%. 100% you could become the nation's darling of the playoff because who wants to root for Georgia again? Sweet nobody. Jesus. Nobody. Or Alabama. Nobody. Or nobody's rooting for nobody's Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. And Harbaugh in Michigan? Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Like, listen, I think Oregon is fairly likable. Washington's fairly likable. It's kind of cool the years they're having in the final season of the Pac-12. Like, you could root for somebody like that. You ain't rooting for Michigan. You're not rooting for Alabama. You're not rooting for Georgia. Florida State's been away for a while, and that kid, everybody everybody likes Jordan Travis. You haven't heard a negative word said about Jordan Travis. The nation saw that. Well, I don't know. It was on CW. But, anyhow, people have seen the replays of him getting hurt. They know he's out for the year. All of a sudden, Florida State's given no chance to go and you know win in the playoffs. Yeah, I think most of the country would be like, I'm kind of rooting for that kid, man. Wouldn't that be cool if that guy won? Upstart Florida State. Yeah. It'd be like the T- this year's TCU, well, man. The thing be- is – that TCU team, I think we all kind of secretly looked at each other like, man, this is <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> this is not that. Be good. Yeah, that. But also, I want to get to a point, Ira, after after the Louisville game, we're going to be asking ourselves, should Tate have been starting all along? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw you laughing before you finished the sentence just because you knew how he was going to react, and that would be great. Because I mean, be- that would be awesome if we're there and we're like, man, Rodebaker just keeps throwing for four bills and running for 100. Norvell's been starting the wrong guy the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna entertain that idea, my friend. That's just fun for you to say. But I also, and, and I know you guys would appreciate this. Both Norvell and Atkins both said, and Ira, they're direct quotes, right? Tate doesn't get enough credit for being a good athlete. He's oh, a yeah. better athlete than you think. Oh, there it is. I love it. I love it. Keep, feed that into my veins, man. You had, you had a, you had a white coach and a black coach saying. So <laughs> I just, I was, I just. It was. T- it took me back in time when Coach Bowden would say that about Xavier Lee and Christian Ponder. You know, Ponder 
He yeah. says yeah, better. Like, oh, oh, the run's man, better than you might think. Yeah. Or, or Weatherford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, uh, I'll say the same thing about that Clemson running back. <laughs> Shipley, he's a better athlete than you think. Kind of, he's also him. kind of a coach on the field, Corey. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's both, Jeff. He's yeah. both. He's yeah. a coach that's, on the field and like a really good athlete. Headliner questions coming your way. Hour number two coming up. Stay with